0: Thank you so much for ch- tuning in to this final 2021 edition of Talking Sports with Evan. I want to thank you all for supporting the show. Um, supporting the show uh, like you have been. I do appreciate that. Um, do have to pause for one moment, though. Unfortunately, I didn't realize my laptop's about to die. So we've got to get that laptop plugged in and then I will get the show going. But as I said, I appreciate you all for tuning in being fans and supporting talking sports with evan so like i said i'm going to pause for just a second as i get my computer plugged in as my low battery light just came on on my computer so just bear with me as i do that so but lots to discuss lots happen in 2021 in the world of sports if you're uh If you're a Wisconsin sports fan, we saw the Milwaukee Bucks win the NBA championship for the first time in 50 years. If you're a Badger volleyball fan, you saw the Wisconsin Badgers volleyball team uh, win the NCAA volleyball tournament for the first time in program history. We saw uh, Barry Alvarez retire as athletic director of of the Wisconsin Badgers and Chris McIntosh take over badgers win their bowl game against arizona state yesterday So marquette hire shaka smart to be their next head um, basketball coach after letting steve uh Wojohowski go sorry uh, uh yeah letting him go after i guess you would call it failed tenure as head coach of marquette if you want to call it something else feel uh feel free um you know, to do that. Um so the Packers fall once again for the second season in a row in the in the NFC uh, championship game this year to this year at Tampa Bay at home. Um, Packers finally get the get a chance to play host the NFC title game and fell short to Tampa Bay, but this year Packers looking like they're on the verge of going to the NFC title game for the third season. In a row. So lots have happened in sports in 2021. The Milwaukee Brewers make the NC make the uh <clears throat> the, uh, the MB, uh, MLB playoffs for the fourth consecutive season. They did uh they did fall short um in their quest for a World Series, losing in the first round to the Atlanta Braves, the eventual World Series champion. So as I do this show, my, my question of the day is what is your favorite sports moment in 2021 as we come to a close for 2021 what is your favorite sports moment and you can comment um you can tweet at me at evan with sports however you want to um do that and i will give mine uh later on in the show And it will be going through the ticker. Um, so, as like I said, what is your favorite sports moment in in sports? It can be Wisconsin sports. It can be non-Wisconsin sports. Wherever you're you're watching uh, the show, wherever you're listening to the show, and if you're listening to it after the fact, um, you can tweet at me at Evan Witt sports. And we also saw some uh, some sadness in the sports world, especially recently, John Madden. Uh, former, uh, football coach, uh, former broadcaster brought you the, the John Madden, uh, video game series on EA sports. Uh, I remember playing Madden growing up as a kid, uh, you know, it was a great fun experience. I play Madden since the, the Nintendo days and then Sega Genesis and Sony PlayStation and, and so forth. So what are your, uh, you know what are your rememberings of John Madden, also an author? And i've I've always been a football fan. It wasn't John Madden that made me a a football fan, but he definitely helped me better understand the uh, the sport of football. You know what is your your favorite John Madden moment? Is it playing one of his video games? Is it listening to his broadcast? Um, whatever it can be? That's gonna be my other question. You can tweet at me as well at Evan Witt Sports, um, to, to uh, you know, to give that thought. So, Packers and Vikings set to play on Sunday. Um, playoff implications in that game. Packers trying to stay, um, Packers trying to stay the one seed in the A- A- NFC at the moment. If they do slip up and the Cowboys win, um, the Cowboys take over that one seed as they have a better record in conference. Um, so a lot of playoff implications going on. The Vikings need to win to keep their playoff hopes alive, which it did take a big hit later uh, early on today when Kirk Cousins uh, was ruled out due to testing positive for COVID nineteen. So Kirk Cousins is currently out for the game on Sunday, and I'll get into. I will get into my um, predictions on the game in a minute. But I will say this. Kirk Cousins being out does not change um, the Vikings' uh, game plan. It, it, it doesn't change their, their game plan. They're still going to stick to the same game plan. Um, it doesn't change anything at all. But I will talk Packers and Vikings in a little bit. Um but before I do go into that, I do uh, you know, want to share quickly a uh, John Madden uh, football moment that I uh have enjoyed and as I mentioned, the playing his games definitely helped me better understand football. And you have generations of people my parent's age, people my age, people younger than me and teenagers all know and recognize the name Madden. Now we all recognize it for various reasons. I first remember Madden as a broadcaster. Um, obviously I'm too young to have been around when he coached, but my parents remember him as coach and he, he was a coach that uh, never had a losing season in, t- in 10 years. And, um, you know, he never had a losing season in 10 seasons in the NFL. All-time uh, best winning percentage in NFL history. You know, he, he was a hell of a coach. And L Davis took a chance on him when him and the coach that he, curr- he had at the time had an, an an issue, and he ran to Buffalo. L Davis uh, hired Madden to be the head coach. He was linebacker's coach at the time, and the rest, they say, is history. Now, he did lose five... AFC championship games including some heartbreakers to the Pittsburgh Steelers remember the immaculate um, reception that was a um that was a uh, John Madden coached team but he finally won the Super Bowl um in beating the Minnesota Vikings um in one of the Vikings four um Super Bowl losses and Sorry for the Viking fans that might be tuning in. I, I, I enjoy kind of hating on um, the Vikings a little bit. So when I can, you know, poke fun at the Vikings, I, 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 give, I take my opportunity to do that. Um, but like I said, big playoff implications um, coming up this week. I'm now moving on from Madden. Um, some big playoff implications coming down this week. As I mentioned, the the Vikings uh, need to win in order to keep in the playoff race. The 49ers are playing the Texans with likely Trey Lance as their starting quarterback. Um the Eagles are playing the Washington football team, so the Eagles should keep their playoff hopes alive. But as I mentioned, you have the the Minnesota Vikings uh, at seven and eight, the Atlanta Falcons somehow at seven and eight. The Saints at seven and eight, even after losing to Miami, and I don't even know who their quarterback's gonna be. Their quarterback could be me for all I know. I, I my phone, I might get a, a phone call from the uh New Orleans, Louisiana area code, and they might want me to come down and play their quarterback. I think that's just how desperate they're probably out at this point. Speaking of the Washington football team, they're still technically in the playoff race, even after that uh, I don't even know what to call it, in the hands of the Cowboys. So lots lots can happen. Um this week to start evening out this playoff hunt. And that's just the NFC. If you you look at the AFC and the hunt, you got the Denver Denver Broncos who less than 1% chance, but they're still technically in the hunt at seven and eight. The Browns have a, a slight chance of getting in at seven and eight. They can still win the division. Pittsburgh at seven, seven and one, the Raiders at eight and seven, the Chargers, eight and seven in the Ravens, eight and seven, the, the chargers, they, they're, uh, their playoff hopes took a huge hit when they, they lost to the, a very bad Houston Texans team. And to be honest, that's been a problem with the, that has been a problem with the chargers in the past. They, they lose games. They have no business losing. And yeah. So the Texans, no reason why they should have lost to the Texans, but they did. Um, Currently in the playoffs, you got the Dolphins with the Titans and the Patriots left. Uh, they could definitely submit their playoff spot if they can upset the Titans. Um, you got the Patriots with the uh, Jacksonville and Miami left. So you got to think New England's going to beat Jacksonville this week to improve to 10 and 6 and probably clinch their playoff spot. I don't know exactly what they have to do. Oh, here we go. They beat Jacksonville and the, and the Raiders lose. Or lost by the Dolphins, uh, the Patriots clinched their playoff spot. The Indianapolis Colts currently at 9-6, and six, uh, 6% chance to win that division. They're currently in the playoffs with two winnable games left, the Raiders and the Jaguars. And you also have uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, who definitely p- deserving some MVP consideration at the moment. Buffalo Bills currently the fourth seed facing uh, Atlanta and the Jets, so they basically control their own playoff destiny. Cincinnati, um, the three seed right now, also at nine and six, they have the tiebreaker over the Bills, but they got the Chiefs and the Browns left, so the, the Bills can definitely jump up to that three spot. And they they could realistically jump up to that two spot with the Titans, with the Dolphins and the Texans left. The Titans likely winning the division. They're likely, they're guaranteed to make the playoffs, but they have uh, a 99% chance to make the playoffs. but uh, Dolphins have been a tough team so far this season. Uh, I should say, recently, the first team in NFL history to lose seven games in a row, turn around, and then win seven games in a row. Um, so that's we have with the Houston Texans, and then the Chiefs currently. You know, they clinched the division, they clinched the playoffs, and now they're trying to lock up that one seed. So that's what the playoffs look like this week, and there are a lot of playoff implications coming up. And the Vikings need to win if they want to make the playoffs. If the Vikings lose, I believe they are eliminated from the playoff contention. So it would be nice as a Packer fan, see, you know, Packer shirt right here. It would be nice as a Packer fan to eliminate the the Vikings hope of making the playoffs. So speaking of Vikings making the playoffs and the Packers eliminating it, the Packers are facing the Vikings this week on a third a Sunday Night Football. And the Vikings, as I mentioned uh, early on in the show, they are going to be without Kirk Cousins. Uh, they, they lost uh, Adam Thielen um, earlier this week, placed on season-ending IR due to his ankle injury. Um, but now they lose Kirk Cousins for one of their most important games of the year after testing positive, And they're going to be starting Sean Mannion, a former uh, Oregon State Beaver quarterback. 29 years old, been in the league for a couple years now. And uh, he's thrown for 384 career yards and three interceptions, and have not thrown a touchdown pass yet in his career. He was a third round pick in the 2015 NFL draft by the Los Angeles Rams and threw for just 23 yards during his time with the Rams, and so far, 126 yards during his time. With the Vikings, uh, so Sean Mannion gets the uh, gets the start against the the Packers on Sunday Night Football, and it's going to be a cold one. It's going to be single digits, below zero um, type weather, following a big snowstorm that's going to be hitting southeastern Wisconsin. Right behind it, extreme cold weather, and it's going to be a tough game for. Both teams to move that football, and that's where the ground game is going to be key. And, yes, you don't have Kirk Cousins playing, but the thing is, it's not going to change what the Vikings are going to do offensively. We, we've seen it. Um, last year, when the Packers lost to the Vikings at Lambeau Field, Kirk Cousins threw the ball 11 times. The Packers uh, were pretty much kept off the field the entire game because all the Vikings did was give the ball to Devin Cook, and the Packers couldn't stop it. Um, Earlier this year, trying to find the Packer Viking game, like, uh, the Packers lost 34 31. And, you know, Kirk Cousins threw the ball 35 times. And they did a halfway decent job of slowing down Delvin Cook uh, 22 carries, 86 yards, 3.9 yards per carry. But they couldn't stop the passing game. But in this game, Look for Delvin Cook to get 22 to 25 carries. I look for Alexander Matterson to probably get 10 to 15 carries as well. The Vikings are going to look to run the football down the Packers' throats and force the Packers to show that they can stop the run, especially after the Cleveland Brown game on Christmas Day when the Browns average about eight yards per carry on the ground. The the Vikings are going to try to – and that's that's going to be their game plan with or without Kirk Cousins – to force the Packers to stop the run. And I honestly, I do see, you know, Mannion is a guy too who can, he's got a big arm, got a strong arm, not very accurate. And he's, you know, he's not a guy that's going to consistently beat you down the field. But what I see the Vikings trying to do is soften up the underbelly of the Packers defense, forcing linebackers and safeties to have to come up to the line and then try to hit him with the play action deep to uh, Jefferson deep down the field, which I hope the Packers have double-team no matter what. I don't care what offensive formation the Vikings go in. If Justin Jefferson's on the field, you're having a, a corner and a safety on him at all times. That, that's, that's how they should be playing, and you got to get um, help. They expected Stokes to cover Jefferson one-on-one last year, and that did not turn out really well. And uh, I'm mean, not last year, last game. And that did not turn out really well as Jefferson had eight catches for 169 yards and two touchdowns. I don't see the Vikings throwing the ball that much to allow Jefferson to go off that bad. But I, I do see the Vikings attempting to push that ball down the field and trying to uh, catch the Packers a slack in a little bit when... Um, when the, the Vikings are on offense. Now the Vikings offensive line is not that great. Packer and then Manny is not a guy that's gonna beat you with his legs. Big thing is you've gotta get pressure on him, get pressure up that middle, AKA Kenny Clark, and get that pressure off the edge with, the, uh, with Smith and Gary. And you can make uh, the Vikings day very bad in regards to trying to pass the football. The other way you can help out your banged up defense because you have a lot of guys out right now with injury and being on COVID 19 precautions. The other thing you got to do on offense, you got to put some points on the board and put it on early. The Packers' last game against the Vikings started slow, three first quarter points. And the Packers are last in the NFL, I believe, or one of the worst teams in the NFL when it comes to first quarter scoring. But they're the top team in the NFL when it comes to second quarter scoring. The Packers need to start out fast. The best thing the Packers can do take the football and score. Because you have a team, their best their best game plan is going to be running uh, pa- running that football. Easy way to prevent them from running that football is to put points on the board and force the Vikings to have to chase points. They're they're going to get away from that running game fairly quickly. Um, offensively, the Packers need to score. They were without Aaron Jones the last time these two teams played, but they did have A.J. Dillon, and Dillon had just 11 carries for 53 yards, 4.8 yards per carry. You know, Rodgers was magical, as Rodgers has been the entire month of December. Rodgers is, was magical against the Vikings. But you got to rely on Dillon a little more and Jones. You, you know, Dillon and Jones should combined should have about 25 carries combined. And you got to feed everything off the run game. Play the offense. It's going to be cold. It's going to be slick. It's going to be hard to cut. It's going to be hard to uh, catch the football. Run Jones. Run Dylan, especially run Dylan. Dylan's showed in Tennessee against Tennessee last week, um, not last week, last year um, when they played the Tennessee Titans. When he literally he ran all over the Titans, and it was a snow day. It was cold. It was hard to move, but he's able to. To move that football and uh, run all over all over Tennessee. So you got to you know, lean on Dylan, lean on Jones, and build everything off of that. There's nobody on the the Vikings that can stop Devante, um, Adams, but don't be afraid to get other guys involved too. MVs uh, had four catches for one twenty three the last time these two teams played. E. Q. had two for forty three. Devontae seven for one fifteen. Um, you, you gotta move that spread that ball out a little bit. But I I think the Packers are going to get this victory. Um, I don't see any way they don't. And I know I saw a few people on Twitter earlier today complaining about how um I don't know how we can overlook the Vikings because this this and that and um it's not a gimme and the thing is yes there's no there's no gimmies in the NFL every every win is earned but there's no such to me there's no such thing as fans overlooking anybody because at the end of the day it doesn't matter it, it ultimately doesn't you know matter if fans overlook people or not cuz the fans have no say or no control or no no power over what happens on Sunday they really don't like me saying, okay, they should beat the Vikings quite handily is not going to impact how the Packers play. But yet, I see on social media people complaining that fans are overlooking somebody. I'll, I'll, I'll overlook who I want to personally. But I think the Packers win. I think they win 37 21. It should be an easy, uh, easy win, um, especially if they run Dylan. Todd, you are correct. Run Dylan. If they run Dylan, um, it should be an easy victory for Green Bay. There's really no excuse. Um, and if they win, Vikings are eliminated. And if we get a cowboy loss to Arizona, Packers clinch that one seed. And the the play the playoffs um go through Green Bay as they'll have the one uh and only first round bye. And that's another thing I saw people complaining about too is talking about the Talking about how the um, how the Packers come out of bye weeks. Well, two years in a row, the Packers have had bye weeks in the first round of the playoffs. Um, and they come out in, the, in their first game and they're very crisp and they dominate. Look at the Rams game last year. They dominated that game. Seattle the year before, they controlled that game until Wilson almost single-handedly brought Seattle back. But overall the Packers completely controlled that game. So Packers win 37 to 21. I think the Vikings get a score late. I think they get a special teams touchdown. I'm, I'm sorry. I, the Vikings do have a very good kick and punt returner. And I think they steal a, a score on special teams, but I think the Packers win 37, 21. And I think uh, Dylan's going to have over a hundred yards rushing in that game. And to finish the show, Favorite sports moment in 2021, and without a doubt, the Milwaukee Bucks beating the Phoenix Suns to win the NBA championship is my favorite sports moment in 2021, and it was just so special and so amazing to see the the, the domination of the Miami Heat in round one, which nobody expected to have happen. But the after a tough first game where the Bucks barely won in overtime, the Bucks just completely annihilated the Heat. Yeah, they got Brooklyn down two of their top guys in the series, but this the epic seven-game series with Kevin Durant being the best player in the world, and the Bucks ending up getting that victory with Giannis being the better player at, in, in that series. The Atlanta Hawks, the Bucks lose game one. It looks like they're about to cruise, then the victory. Giannis gets hurt in game four. Um, hyper extends that knee. It it does not look good. It doesn't look like he's going to be back. They take that series in six. And then against the Phoenix Suns, Chris Paul, Booker, you had the volley You had the Giannis block. You had the dunk following the block. You had the 50-piece in game six by Giannis. There is just so much excitement to watch and then watching Giannis celebrate winning the championship, sitting there on the bench, tears in his eyes, um, thinking the path that he took to get there, not having his dad there, who's one of the most important people in the world to Giannis. Um, he got a little emotional and it was it was it was uh you know, very emotional to see. And Ted Davis is uh, former Bucks uh, play-by-play guy. His call, you know, Bucks are on the uh, top of the mountain today. You know, it's just there's so much fun and excitement in this Bucks, and for a city that needed it, 50 years without a championship in Milwaukee, um, a, a true starter from the bottom. Now they're here. Story. Um, I remember the 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 tank um you know uh tank for jabari parker days um the 15 win team where they ended up drafting jabari um jason kidd i remember all those days and to see the bucks finally get to, uh, to win the nba finals i finally get to see it um it was just so magical to see and before i let everybody go um this has been a fun year and uh doing this show uh, thank all the guests I've had on at some point during during this this year uh Tristan uh, Tristan uh great great guy great ch- uh host of his own uh uh you find his him on here uh you know he's you know he's like I said great at what he does um Jen mack from packaday um, podcast and others um she is just a a, 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 a she knows her stuff inside and out and it was great talking to her about Packers and this season, this season that we currently have going on. Uh, Matt Carroll, great brewer insight. Um, Andy Herman, uh, Packer Day podcast founder, um, came on talked some, some Packers with me and even some Bucks Cause I think he was on right around the time Um, during the Nets series, I want to say right after they got destroyed in game two, um, I had him on the show and it was, uh, it was not a fun, you know, not a, you know, not a fun, um, game to discuss with him as my, my show prior to that one with Andy was Bucks game two equals yuck. Um, I think this is right before one of their other losses, Dan Zielinski talking to the Brewers and the MLB draft. Big thanks to him for coming on. Um, Matt Pauly um, from Brewers Extra Innings and Brewers Weekly on six twenty WTMJ, and you see Matt doing a lot of uh, other stuff too. Um, big thanks for him coming on and being a guest as well. Um, but like I said, thanks to everybody who took the time to watch, to listen, to be a guest on talking sports with Evan. I appreciate and love each and every one of you. And I'm not finished. Um, I have a lot of big plans for myself and this show in 2022. And I hope you continue to join with along with the ride and I uh, hope you uh, continue to watch, continue to share, continue to retweet, continue to like, to continue to encourage people to watch, listen to the show podcast or found anywhere podcast can be found. And with that said, um, happy new year to everybody. I hope, uh, you all have a great 2022 and I look forward to talking sports with you in the year 2022. Have a good one, everybody.